I am author Carrie Schaefer, and I'm delighted to be here today as a guest host on Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. And my guest today is Jewel Selbo. Jewel left a long career as a produced screenwriter in both TV and film in Los Angeles to move to Maine and focus on writing novels. Her first was a mystery romance called Find Me in Florence, which won the first place Chatelaine Award, followed by two historical fiction novels, one about the amazing experimental physicist Laura Bassi in the 1700s. Uh, that was called Breaking Barriers and was the recipient of, I, I always pronounce him wrong, Goethe, right? Is that right? right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Award. The other about Giovanni Caboto, um, we know him as John Cabot, who in 1497 sailed under England's flag and claimed a large portion of the eastern seaboard for King Henry VII. Now, here's one thing I love about Jules. We've met before and talked, and she just is able to write in so many different genres, which always is something that makes me happy, if you know me. Uh, Jules moved into her favorite genre, mystery crime. Her D. Rommel mystery series is well underway. The first book, 10 Days, a D. Rommel mystery, earned a spot on the top five list of Kirkus 2021 Best Crime Mysteries from Small Publishers, won the Silver Falchion Award for Best Investigator Novel at Killer Nashville, was a finalist for a Maine Literary Award, a Clue Award, and a Forward Review Award. That's amazing, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. The second book in the 10-part series is Nine Days, a D. Rommel Mystery, and its release date is September 28th. 2022 so just wow i feel like we should have confetti and spotlights and you know award music and all that going on were you able to claim any of those awards actually in um public or did the virus yes. get in the way um no i went down to nashville Tennessee for the Killer Felchian. Um, I mean, for the Killer <laughs> The Felchian is on your mind as it yeah. should be. <laughs> and um, and it was great. It was, uh, I'd never been to Nashville. So I went a day early and, you know, did the Broadway country Western scene, went to the Johnny Cash Museum and stuff, and then went to the conference, which was wonderful. It's a, uh, there were about, you know, about 500 people, wonderful, all mystery writers and so well put together and just really lovely and um so uh i was at the dinner at the end the banquet and just talking to my new mystery buddy people and eating the chicken and then they called my name and it was so <laughs> amazing i was so surprised oh you didn't yeah. know you had they didn't tell you ahead of time that you had won you actually no. got to be surprised and yeah and then yeah so that's the only one everything else has been like congratulations emails or phone calls or something like that but um uh oh actually the main literary awards um living in portland maine is you know we're so filled with amazing writers here so uh there was a little award ceremony and i was a finalist i didn't win the whole thing so uh, but that was a lovely little event too Wow, that's so fun. Killer Nashville sounds like a, a kick. I, I had friends there and also at BoucherCon and I feel sad that I missed that. So you were just at um, BoucherCon this last, got home <laughs> like yesterday, right? right? Yeah, 
Um, yeah, and that's a bigger conference. So there was about 1,500 writers. Oh well, they have God. writers and readers. So readers, uh, I think they probably made up about 20% of the people because what's so great about it is all these writers are there. But if you just love mysteries, you can come, you can meet writers, you can listen to the panels, and you're, uh, you know, you pay a reader and, you know, fee instead of, um, you know, for the conference. And I met so many amazing people who were just total buffs. And um, uh, Joe Nesbo was there, Dennis Lehane was there, Jeffrey Deaver. Um, oh, so many amazing writers. Uh, so for me, um, as a kind of a baby mystery writer, <laughs> um, I was like, oh my gosh. So it was fun. Right. Wow. That's amazing. And okay. So D, uh, I, I'm calling you D. Um, I have linked you together with your character. So there's 10 days. Let's see nine days. Okay. And there's, and <laughs> we'll see them together. Days. There we go. And we can oh, see it counting. <laughs> sure. Yes. We can see, <laughs> we can see them counting down. She calls herself a baby mystery writer, but I am here to tell you that as an aficionado of the genre, I do not find these at all baby novelist books. I think that they are brilliantly plotted and the character uh, Dee Rommel is absolutely fascinating. Um, tell us a little bit about Dee. Well, um, she uh, she's not quite 30. Um, she, uh, she was a cop, a policewoman on the Portland Police Department in Maine. And um, she uh, you know, and got an on-the-job injury that sidelined her. And while she was in rehab and on medical leave, um, it's it's a pretty significant injury. So uh, she didn't know what she was going to do with her life anymore. And her godfather, private investigator Gordy Greer, um, says, "Get out of your place. Get out of your apartment. You're going to come work with me. Just do the books." you're not going to just sit in your apartment. And so she starts working with Gordy in the office and gets pulled into some of his cases. And Gordy is, is getting a little bit older. And so he sometimes will just say, you go in the field. I'm just going to do the office stuff. So she gets to do a lot of the things that she thought she would be doing as a policewoman who wanted to be a detective. She's got close relationships on the force with just a few people on the police force. Um, but now in her new position, they can't give her much information. So she has to find a way to get the information she needs. And she's fearless. Right. She, um, she, uh, she will go to the ends of the earth for, to gain justice, which a lot of protagonists in mystery novels do. Um, but she's got this disability now. Right. And, um, and she'll also uh, do anything to keep her friends safe. And she just wants she, I mean, justice is the word that well, I guess we all use, but it's so important to her. It's important to me. I know that. Right. It's her friends and her clients. Um, and one of the things that I love, I actually, I talked about Jules book uh, in a class I was teaching. I just got back from the Colorado Gold Conference and I have a class on character development that I call Freud versus Frankenstein. Um, and I like psychological development of characters. And I also really advocate using your character development to just create tension in the story without you having to work so hard. And Dee is a classic example of this because um, I'm going to say what her injury is. She's she's an amputee. She's lost a leg. And this, as a very active woman, this is a really huge deal for her right away. Puts her at, you know, doing her work. 
it's a little bit of a of a problem right there to get stuff done and then you've created these relationship conflicts for her with her job and the people she used to work with and um the people on the force who are kind of glad to see her gone and have some you know antipathy towards her and the people that she was close to who now have some conflict because they'd maybe like to help her but don't think they should so all of this stuff is built in along with the wonderful you know mystery that we have that she has to solve and you know people that need to come to justice so i i love how that all works Did, did you do that consciously or did it just kind of happen just from being a writer for a long time and mm-hmm. screenwriting and playwriting and and stuff I knew that the most interesting people for me to explore are people with a lot of flaws right and that can be emotional and physical and psychological and um when uh when D she is she's a below the knee amputee so she's she's got on her left leg so she's now got a light good that she she wears, but what's interesting in nine days is um, she uh, she was a runner, she was a basketball player, she was all these things, and so she's trying to figure out if she has the the nerve and the dedication and the ability to go back into running a marathon. So in nine days, I kind of introduced that, and right now I'm working on um, eight days, and there's some wonderful things that she's doing there. But it's um, as a police person, you know, if you're out looking for the bad guys, you might have to run, you might have to do a lot of different physical things. And her knowing that that's not, she she can run, she can't run very well with just her prosthetic. Um, She's not gonna put on a blade to go after the bad guys. It just doesn't happen that way. So it's just interesting for me to explore the physical part of her new body and things, the, the reservations she has about it in her personal life and her professional life. Um, and so it's uh, it's been fascinating. I've met some wonderful people who've helped me a lot in my research. And- right. Well, and the psychological ramifications. I mean, you get into that in her personal life. Things like sex, you know, maybe I she's uncomfortable about her new body and what kind of intimacy does she want to have and, you know, those kinds of things, which is is fascinating um, to explore. But the other thing about this, you may have gathered from the titles, just the titles of these books, we have 10 days, nine days, eight days, they're gonna count all the way down to one. Right. Obviously there's a ticking clock in here. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's built right into the title. And I, of course, a mystery thriller with a ticking clock is always just keeps the pages turning. So can you tell us a little bit about the case that she's trying to solve in nine days? Um, In nine days, um, this young client comes to Gordy and Dee's office and he's, um, he's almost 12 years old. And his, he calls himself Czar, Z-A-R. And he comes from a very, very wealthy family on the west end of Portland, which is kind of the, the brick mansion type part of um, Portland, Maine. And um, his mother uh, has said that she's guilty of killing the gardener in the backyard. And Czar wants Dee and Gordy to prove that she's not. Right. They have. <laughs> so it's immediately, I mean, you have a 12 year old showing up saying, my mom didn't really do it. Yeah. <laughs> Even and, though um, she said she did. Yeah. And, and she, and um, uh, I think Czar is a great character for Dee to bounce off of because you don't actually think of her as, you know, someone who maybe 
does well with kids, but he's a very special kid. And there's a lot of parts of his life that she can relate to. Um, and they just have, you know, she's able to kind of, you know, hold his feet to the fire, but he does the same thing for her yeah. at times. Right. So uh, I loved writing him and, and the family. It's because it's all about old families and, and who gets to have what in these right. old families. And, you know, now that we're going through this whole royal, not we, but, you know, <laughs> we get to read about the royal family right now after Queen Elizabeth's death, you realize just how complicated uh, families can get if there's a lot of possessions and responsibilities that go with the, the big, huge sense of family. Right. Well, and the family dynamics are, are another thing that keep the pages turning in this book because they're twisted. <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily the best family. Um, we can say that, <laughs> I think, as, as it comes out pretty quickly. So um, Dee is fighting her everybody else in her world doesn't think she should take on a 12 year old client for starters and, and she's up against it because the evidence really seems very very solid at the beginning that mom really yeah. did do this thing but then you take us on this journey with really fascinating characters i mean we even go see a, i'm trying to remember was she a tarot reader or no she was an astrologist an astrologist right that's yeah. what it was pale. yeah yeah yeah, she lives on Peaks Island, which is a great island right off uh -huh. the coast of Portland, Maine. And um, she, there's, you know, there, there are these amazingly well-respected and um, eminent, 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 I think. Um, I think it's eminent, yeah. <laughs> um, astrologist in the world. And um, uh, and the woman who says that she killed the gardener is a eminent astrologist. Right. And, um, and so she's leaving... Um, some information that D has to figure out. Is it information that'll help me or is it just random information right. through some of the astrology stuff? And that was also really fun to um, research. When you said tarot card, I have a, a, a really good friend who, um, Susan Merson, who's an amazing reader, tarot reader. And um, so she set me on paths to find astrologists to talk to. And, you know, just the difference between those things that you know some people believe in some people don't and right. um so i it was really fascinating for me what was the most fascinating thing you discovered with the astrology was there something that really stood out for you yeah because i i knew some stuff on the surface like i think we all do but the sun sign which we all pretty much know what our sun signs are is not probably the most important sign if you think of when you were born and what kind of personality and drive and uh, place in the world that you're you're going to be in it's really the moon sign and um, it's how the sun and the moon co-relate and then so you have to get you know obviously you have to get the, the exact time of your birth the exact location of your birth and then it's just this mathematical equation and what made sense to me about it is um you know, if you, if, if, you know, we're born on the same birthday, but a different time and a different year and the sun and the moon and the planets are all in different arrangements. Um, that's why siblings, well, that, I'm not talking about the same day anymore, but you know, if siblings are born in the same family, sometimes people go, well, how can they be so different? Right. Well, it's not so much uh, nurture. There's also nature. Absolutely. And if you put the two together, I, I really found myself 
really buying into it. That's fascinating. I, I buy into it a little bit more than, you know, I would like to admit, actually, probably. <laughs> I don't know why we're all embarrassed about it. I mean, it's the animals and the tides and, and it's, it's just so, and it was before, you know, the Reformation and before the, the uh, church decided that it took away from their, their hold over people because right. the church basically wanted us all to think, well, we all are just free will. Right. And so if you choose to be bad, then you're going to be punished. Right. And if, if, if there was more to it than just free will, and astrology doesn't say there's no free will. They just say that there's things that make us who we are that that make a difference in the choices we make. Sure. But so the church just said no more of this. And and all the astrologists who were very, very well respected um, were just no longer. Uh, right. Well, the church, even astronomers were, you know. <laughs> cast out um yeah. i believe in the early church because they believed and things that the church didn't yeah. think was you know in line with what they were trying to teach at the time yeah and it's it's called a pseudoscience but so is um polygraphs and and right. psychology and some True. of these other sciences that there's really no actual two plus two equals four proof about right. any of them. Right. And um, so I think astrology, I think it's more people, I actually read that during COVID more and more people were, were getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That, that is really interesting. And it's, you know, I like what you say about not being a two, two by two equals four um, science. Well, writings, <laughs> writings like that too. Right. right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> What was the hardest thing about nine days for you? Well, um, you know, you just, uh, as you know, Carrie, because you're such a fabulous writer, um, it's you you have the, the idea, it starts to unfold, and then you go, oh, great, I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I know exactly where I want this to go. And right. then you get to a page, you go, oh, no. Right. <laughs> you go, Wait a minute, I know I need to end there, but I need to get all this middle stuff going. Right. And so you just have to kind of, and I, I always tend to want to, um, you know, have pr strong points of view in my story. Right. And the fun part of it is for me that I can have the antagonist have a point of view, the protagonist have a point of view, the supporting characters have points of view sure. so that I'm not preaching ever, but I'm showing some different sides of a topic that I think is interesting. Right. Yeah. So um, I really like to fill that out. Right. And sometimes that just takes time. It does. It does take time. Um, <laughs> but but it's wonderful. And um, again, you do a nice job of moving us through the middle. So we, as readers, we don't sense that there was any struggle there. So you're busy working on the next one, which is eight days. Right. Um, is there anything you can tell us about that yet? Or is that still too, um, too, too early? Um, eight days is... Uh... Um, it's, it's really takes, uh, well, let me just, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's it part. Um, <laughs> wait, I have it right here. Oh, uh, there we go. Uh, no, this is uh, excellent. Re readers oh, oh, I know. fascinated oh, by the oh, process. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it takes place in Portland uh -huh. and, um, and, um, well, they all take place in Portland, but it starts on the Casco Bay bridge and, um, there's a, um, a car accident or uh -huh. maybe, uh, yeah, um, uh, right in the middle of the bridge. And so the South Portland police and the 
Portland police have to figure out who's going to take charge. And um, Dee and Gordy are hired to uh, help this ancillary character because the cops want them to stay far, far away from the actual murder that took place on the bridge because, right. you know, but they do get hired by an ancillary character. And so they're pulled into it. And in typical D fashion, she just cannot stop. <laughs> right, of course. Um, it's interesting to do these days because now that I only have eight days, I have to outline a little bit more. Oh. Outline, but I have to be a little bit more rigid now because I have fewer days. Oh, I'm thinking about when you get down to one day. That's going to yeah. be an interesting It'll be challenge. Fun. <laughs> yeah, it will. So um, we are about ready. We need to wrap up. But uh, where can people find you online? Do you have any yeah. fun events um, coming up they should look for? Hmm. Um, well, my website is jewelselbo.com. And that's J-U-L-E-S-E-L-B-O.com. Right. And um, the books are on all the online bookstores. Mm -hmm. And um, and then independent bookstores, depending on where you live, might have it. But if they don't have it, all order you have to it. do is order it. Right. And they'll have it within a day or so. Right. Um, and, and, you know, we love our independent bookstores. Absolutely. And I'm going to be in Cape Cod. Um, in October, uh, October 16th, 17th, something like that, a couple of libraries and a couple of bookstores, and I'm going to do a cable TV interview there. Fun. Um, so that's kind of the most upcoming thing. Okay. Are you on social media? Yes. The Jewel Selbo on Twitter, Jewel Selbo on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. You have the, the a, a sort of name that you can just grab it and then nobody else has it already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My grandmother's name a family name even before her and then my father's Norwegian like Joe Nesbo Jules Selbo but yeah. I don't have that cool thing through the um the zero the oh the, you don't have oh, yeah whatever that is <laughs> that's it again I'm Carrie Schaefer guest hosting here on Authors on the Air I've been talking to Jules Selbo uh have a great day read a good book and leave an author a review bye Jules thank you, Jewel. Carrie. Thank you.